0: You are listening to Productivity on Purpose, Episode 2, Why You Procrastinate. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ridhi Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all, that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Welcome. I'm Riddha Parikh, and we are two episodes in. I think this is actually going to happen. As your hostess with the mostest, I want to welcome you with open arms and with gratitude for spending your very precious time with me. Today, we're talking about a topic very near to all of our hearts because I know each and every human, even the highest performers and the highest achievers deal with this, the big P, the mac daddy of putting things off, the grand puba of them all, procrastination. In fact, I almost put off doing this episode until later. I crack myself up. I do. I crack myself up. Okay, apparently only myself. Let's begin with defining what procrastination is. The dictionary definition is, it is the act of unnecessarily postponing decisions or actions. So, it don't matter where you live, how old you are, what your job is, how you were brought up, there are simply things we just don't want to do. Am I right? And there are a plethora of reasons why we put things off. Sometimes they are the smallest of things, like this toilet paper roll has been sitting at the top of my stairs for three weeks and I haven't put it away, (laughs) to the largest of tasks like working on your photos for the last 15 years um, Hello, or creating a financial plan for your future. I actually think the little things bug me more because they make me feel like more of a failure. Like seriously, why could I not put away these measly little stamps that's like sitting on the counter for two months? What is wrong with me? All right, so why do we do it? Why can't we just take action on tasks or next steps when they're big or when they're small? Here's the good news, procrastination is not a sign of laziness. Woo-hoo! That is great, right? You are actually not a lazy pants. You and I are not slugs. I personally am very happy about this. What procrastination is, however, is a way of coping with your emotions. So think about it. Any task you're unnecessarily postponing is related to a feeling, like a feeling of you being overwhelmed, or a feeling of confusion, a feeling of boredom, self-doubt resentment, sometimes just insecurity, right? The problem with procrastination is that it feels really good in the moment. You've put off that dreaded task, the one that you just don't want to do it at all. You put it off and it gives you immediate pleasure because now you can go back to doing whatever you really want to do, like watch TV or scroll through social media or even doing the work that you really love. So we take this negative emotion of dread or fear or boredom or confusion or overwhelm and we turn it into a positive emotion. But the irony is the longer that you do this, the longer that you procrastinate, the longer that you're quote-unquote making it positive, the worse it actually feels. We know this, like the task or the project, it builds up more and more and more over time. And it's more emotional and mental and sometimes even physical anxiety. And it feels heavier and heavier each day, each week, and each month. So procrastination really goes to show how much we prioritize short-term pleasure over long-term pleasure. You know, we love immediate gratification. That's just how we're built. That's like in our DNA. So I also like to think of procrastination from another perspective, and one that I've never really heard of before, but this works for me. I relate it to an abundance versus lack mentality, or abundance versus lack mindset. So when you don't procrastinate, okay, so when you actually take action on something, you do it, you come from this place of energy, right? You come from a place of motivation, sometimes it's excitement, but you have some type of control, self-control, willpower that's making you actually do it. You're getting the task done, you take the next step. So these are very abundant, positive feelings and qualities. On the other hand, when you do procrastinate, right, you are unnecessarily putting something off, you come from a lack mentality. You're lacking willpower. You're lacking energy. You're lacking motivation. So when I'm procrastinating, because we all know when we're doing it, right, I try really hard to remind myself that I am sitting in a nasty pool of lack, right? I am just sitting there in this lack mentality. And what I need to do is just make some small shift just a little bit to get me over to the side, to the abundant side. Because sitting in lack is shallow, it's negative, and it starts the self loathing and it makes you feel miserable and not confident and low self esteem. And I'm like, why would I possibly want to make myself feel like that? Right? Why would I want to do that to myself? So that might be a way for you to be thinking about this too, like, do you want to come from an abundance mentality or lack mentality? Just ask yourself that question, especially when you're putting off those little, little small things that drive you crazy, and then later on you're thinking, why did I put that off for so long? All right, so now I'm going to give you three of the most common reasons that we put things off, and then after that, I'm going to tell you some easy-peasy, and I'm talking really easy-peasy strategies to stop doing it, all right? Sound good? Cool, let's go. All right, numero uno. The task is just too dang big. It is too big. It's too heavy. It feels like too much. Like I have to renovate my whole house or I need to create my entire financial future or create a strategic plan for the entire year for my department at work or plan the holidays for 18 family members that are coming over, right? It's it's like too much. It's too big. It's so gigantic that you literally shut down. You get paralyzed. The thought of sitting down and doing it makes you want to stick a fork in your eye. It is simply too much. So I know you can relate because there are so many big things in your life and because that's what high achievers do. We think big, right? So I'll be honest, I feel like this podcast was like that for me. I knew it was something I wanted to do. I was really excited about it. I was truly looking forward to it. But getting started was a freaking beast, right? There was so much to learn and so many steps. I procrastinated it. I put it off because... It was. I didn't even know where to begin or how to begin. And then when I started researching, and the more I researched, the more overwhelmed I got by just the sheer volume of information and things I needed to be thinking about. So on the other hand, there are these really sneaky, big projects. They are sneaky because you do know the next step. So unlike this podcast, you're very familiar with what to do. You know how to begin. You know where to begin. And because you've done it before or something really similar to it, you're dreading it for that reason because it's still really big, but you are familiar with it, and it kind of sucks. So like maybe you've cleaned out your garage in the past, and now you're thinking like, I should do it again, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to blow. This is going to suck, right? Or maybe you've created an annual plan at work. But you know what you need to do, but it took so much work the last time, you'd rather just find 87 new emails to deal with because why not, right? So in cases like these, because you're so familiar with how much work it requires, you therefore procrastinate. Um, You're thinking, I did this before, it was a nightmare, and I don't want to go through it again. But either way, in either of those scenarios, whether you sort of know what's coming up or you just really don't know and you're sort of like sitting in the overwhelm of what am I supposed to be doing these projects both ways are still really big and so we unnecessarily put them off okay so that the bottom line there is that they are just too dang big all right so let's move on to reason number two for the big p your task is painfully boring or dreadful like having to call your insurance company and deal with a dispute or in my case, doing your taxes. Like, I don't even do them. Let's be honest. My, my hubby does them. Thank goodness. Because yes, I would I would be not doing my taxes for five years because I have no idea. It's so boring for me. I don't know what to do. Or cleaning out your closet or your house, which um actually would be super fun for me because I love doing that. I love getting rid of stuff and organizing. But you know, I'm just a weirdo like that. But anyway, this is all natural. Like, who wants to do something that's just, it's not fun. You're not looking forward to it. You're dreading it. And of course, by procrastinating this task for a while, you've built it up to be even more boring or more dreadful than it actually is, It just builds up and builds up and gets worse and worse. So that's the second reason for the big P, the big procrastination. The third reason, and this one is a really big one, and I don't even think we give this one enough credit. This is like the Mac Daddy of them, and we just don't think about this enough, but One of the biggest reasons that we procrastinate is because you have a fear of failure around your task or project. This is such a big one, like seriously huge. You might have thoughts like, I never finish what I start, or I'll never get through this, or I'm going to look like a total loser if I start it but don't complete it. What will other people think? What if I don't do it right? What if I spend all this time and energy and it just doesn't come out the way I wanted it to? Not how I planned. It really is just not good quality. You just see failure written all over this thing. So let's just start with some facts here, sister. In most cases, this fear, and I speak of this from so much personal experience, this fear is totally irrational. 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 As usual, we irrationally exaggerate consequences in our head, and that stops us from taking immediate action. And I'm just going to call out as ladies here, because women, I'm telling you, just tend to do this more than men. We are just somehow like much more critical about what we're going to do, or how it's turning out, or placing greater judgment on ourselves than, than, I'll say, the, the men folk. Really, we do. And so... Also, then how afraid you are of failing generally is related to how important the task is, right? So if it's really important to you, there's this greater risk of failure or this fear of your risk of failure. There's also this fear of failure. It becomes really big and it's a really serious issue if you suffer from high levels of just self-doubt, right? And you're particularly prone to having negative, these irrational beliefs about your abilities. All right now this is cray-cray. Yes, I'm going to my soapbox here because this is cray-cray. Because think about everything you do, do in your life, right? How many people and relationships and emotions and projects and deadlines are you managing all the time? So stop right now. Stop thinking you're not capable. Stop thinking nothing ever works. Stop thinking like, this is going to fail because I'm seriously calling you out on it. I'm calling you BS. Okay, if you put your attention to this and you stop feeding yourself negativity for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, your result, it may not be perfect. Okay, probably not going to be perfect, but it's going to be pretty dang good. And pretty dang good is good enough. All right, so let's move on to a few ways to make all of these procrastination drivers a little less dreadful. The first strategy is age-old advice. Yes, you have heard it before. Yes, you have read it before. Yes, you know it, but you don't do it. You don't do it or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? This works and you need to hear it over and over and over again. I teach and breathe and live this stuff and I need to hear it over and over and over again. So it's a three word phase that I loves. I loves me it. Break it down. Break it down, woman. Break it down. Okay, figure out a teeny tiny next step of your task or your project so that you can actually do something. Because let me tell you, something is always better than nothing. So let's say you're procrastinating a task about creating a training document for your team about like customer service, like how to handle customers. And this is big because there's so many moving parts and there's so many things to think about and so many scenarios. So here's what you got to do. First thing, first thing you can do is you're gonna just grab a piece of paper or jump on your laptop and brain dump. Just brain dump every single task, every single little bitty little next step you would need to do to get this project done. We're not worried about prioritizing it. We're not worried about alphabetizing it. We're not worried about spell check. We're just like, oh my gosh, I need to get all this out of my head because my head's gonna explode. I feel like I'm drowning and I need to get it out. So you're going to do this brain dump, right? The point is while you're doing this exercise, you're actually breaking down your task. So you're actually seeing, oh, well, you know what? Here are some of the steps I need to take. And here's where I have to call. And here's what I have to collect. And here's where I have to research. And here's what I have to email. Blah, 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 blah. And so once you do this brain dump, you can so much more clearly see, you have so much more clarity to identify the next step. So you do the brain depth, you look at the list, and the only question you're saying is, what is my very first and next action? And that's it. And that's it. So your very first next action in this case might be like creating the outline. And that's it. That's all you have to focus on is creating the outline. Not creating the entire training document for the entire team for for all the customers. It's just creating the outline. And when you're done with that, you go back to your list, you highlight the next task you got to do. And maybe that's like, you know, talk to your team members about the plan. And that's it. That's a whole next task. And that's all you're thinking about. So here's the deal. This break it down little strategy works with even the dreadfully boring tasks because you got to break those down too. You definitely got to do those with those ones. So like if you're dreading organizing your garage, then just say, all I'm going to do is walk around my garage for 20 minutes. That's it. 20 minutes. And I'm going to pull out anything that I know that can be donated. And that's the entire task. There's nothing else. I'm just breaking it down. I'm not like, I'm not organizing the whole thing. I'm just for 20 minutes seeing what I can grab and donate and fill up the card, take it to Goodwill, done. So break, then continue to break down your task, your next one, and do another 20-minute exercise another day. So here's the main takeaway of all this, if you haven't caught it. You cannot wait around for motivation. You cannot. You will be waiting a long, long, long time take a small action action begets motivation it's not the other way around do not wait around for motivation it's not happening take a small action and you'll be motivated to take the next one all right so I think you got it so I think we know what to do here when you're procrastinating a big task break it down all right, so let's move on to some other strategies, and these are super simple. They're so simple that you might be rolling your eyes. That You might be thinking, oh, I've heard that. I've done that. Again, wouldn't be listening to this if you were doing them. So embrace the simplicity, and let's move on here. Number two, make your environment more appealing. So for example, put on some kick-ass music. Okay, you need a big shot of adrenaline here. So we're not talking about just like something that feels a little good that might make you tap your feet, but that kind of makes you want to dance and move your booty. Okay, I cannot tell you how awesome it is when you have music that really makes you want to move, that you want to sing the words to. It makes everything, and I mean everything, more pleasurable. So when you're doing that dreaded task, when you're like putting it off, when you're like, I just got to sit here and I'm just going to poke my, but it was put the fork in my eye p- poke myself, just put on some kick-ass music. Really good one. Okay, light an awesome candle. Like an aroma you really love that actually invigorates your senses and makes this an inviting space. Easy, right? Okay, if possible, do the task outside of your regular environment. So for example, if it's the bills you're procrastinating or something, you know, filing and like a um, filing thing that you can take with you, go to a coffee shop or just sit on your porch on your front steps or go to your back deck, right? Just change your physical state and if you can get out in nature while you're doing this, even sit by a window with sunlight, and again, it's just going to help you. Um, Be more excited and just invigorated and just create a more pleasurable space for you. If your procrastinated task is something that's a low mental brain activity, like folding the laundry, then maybe binge watch your favorite show while you're doing it to make it less dreadful. Or make a phone call to, how about this, someone you've been procrastinating calling, like your mama. She deserves your call. Or your sister or your high school buddy that you haven't spoken to in a long time. So again, you can do these things if it's a low brain activity task, holding the laundry or like maybe you're chopping stuff for dinner or doing something like that or putting things away. It just feels so good when you hear their voice that the, the dreadfulness of what you're doing actually goes away and it takes a backseat. All right. So those are some like things to think about or what are some other ways that you can just change up your environment, get you out of a state that you're in to make it a little bit more appealing. All right? Another strategy You've heard this one too, but this is really important. Great reinforcement. You're probably not doing it, but set a short time limit. Limit. And by doing that, you need to actually set a timer, not just a limit. So don't just look at your watch or look at the clock on the wall, your laptop clock. That's not good enough because, first of all, you're going to forget the time five seconds later. You're just It just looks like time's running away from you. It's no good. No bueno. We're going to actually get... A timer, like on your phone, go into your app, go to the timer, put on 15 minutes or 20 minutes and let the timer count down. It's really psychologically great to see time coming down instead of time going away from you and you're always working towards that signal and that just keeps you motivated. right? This is not something you can do in your head. It's not going to work. So unless you're actually using the timer, I don't want to hear you say, I've heard this before, it doesn't work because you haven't done it. So use that and i find this the short timers super effective when i have a bunch of little things to do that i've been procrastinating so like putting away those toilet paper rolls or hanging up a frame on the wall or filing a bill like each take like 5 minutes but I keep walking by them, right? And pretend like they're not there. Don't you love when you do that? Yeah, like if I just walk by this 18 more times, it's just, it's like part, it's like it's a part of the wall. It's like part of my counter, just part of the floor there. Yeah, it's like pile, let's pretend it's not there. Yeah, so I loves me to set a 20 minute timer and walk around the house and just say, I'm going to do all the little things that I'm procrastinating and I'll only do whatever I get done in that 20 minutes and then I stop. Like not a moment longer. And by starting that way, it gets me going. Because I'm like, it's only 20, I'm not doing a minute longer. Or maybe you even just set your timer for 15 minutes. You're like, it's only 15 and I refuse to do a minute longer. I also do this in my office. So sometimes that means like making a quick call I've been putting off, or putting away some papers, or clearing my desktop. But knowing that it will only be 15 minutes, not a minute longer, makes it so much easier to digest and take action. Because remember... Action begets motivation. Don't wait around for motivation. And also remember that procrastination is not a sign of laziness. It is a way of coping with your emotions. So along the way of everything you've been hearing from me, You've been hearing these feelings of like, I'm so confused or bored or overwhelmed, or I'm worried that this isn't going to be right, right? So this is just a way of us coping with our emotions. So we've got to use these little strategies to trick our minds into altering our emotions, right? Bringing it down a notch from a vibration of dread or overwhelm to even tolerable with maybe even like a sprinkle of enjoyable mixed in is going to make all the difference in the world. All right, so one last note I'll leave you on is to visualize and embody the feeling you will have when this procrastinated task is complete. So you know how amazing and how successful and how awesome you feel when you finally complete these procrastinated tasks, right? Typically, you're thinking, why in God's name did I wait so long? But we're also pretty euphoric about it finally being behind you. And as you know, when you feel good, you do good. Action begets motivation. So the more you get off the procrastinated list, the more motivated you are to get more off that procrastinated list. Funny how that works, right? All righty. So that sort of wraps us up. It does it for today. So the three most common reasons why we procrastinate and a bunch of little strategies to help you get over them. So I always love to leave you with a challenge. And I want to make your time with me 100% worth it. And in order to do that, I will always encourage you to take one small action every week. And today's action is to act on one of the strategies to overcome a procrastinated task within the next 24 hours. Yep, you got 24 hours one day to take one of those strategies on some task. So don't just shake your head or think, I'll get back to that. Pick one right now, right now. So will you break it down by creating... A list and doing a brain dump and like picking your next step? Will you use an actual timer on your phone? Will you change up your environment somehow, go to another space, like grab a candle, like um, just, you know, go to a coffee shop, go outside, do something else, put on some great music? Will you visualize and embody the feeling you'll have when the task is complete? All right, so whatever you need to do, if you need to rewind this a bit, go back and listen. i Very intentionally keep these on the shorter side so you're not bombarded with a ton of information but are also really inspired to actually do something. And especially now that you know you are not a lazy pants and you do not like to dwell in lack, I am confident that you're going to take a little action right now. Feel free, in fact, I invite you to please come over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash two and let me know what you're up to. Let me know what you're committed to doing, what strategy you're going to take, what little procrastinated task are you going to get off your list. Or you can just meet me over on the Facebooks because I'm I'm there a lot too over at Life is Organized. As always, I thank you for your time and loving vibes and positive energy. I know that I am sending them right back your way. Friendly reminder, please subscribe to this podcast. Just go on over to the little subscribe button, click on it. If you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from this, please share it with them. I am really Parikh signing off for today, wishing you a happy and successful day and week, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.